Come on. Let's do it. What it is. This is what it is. Yeah. Another knocker. Kick this game around like soccer. And welcome back to the Tank Talk Podcast. I'm here with my co-host. We got the commission. Say what what's up, dude. Cheese. I'm in the building. Real Cali cheese coming at you. And we got the other host, the host with the most, the former champ. <laughs> <laughs> the former champ, myself. Cheese is referring to me, soon to be future champ, because like we said, Cheese, we're just going to pass this back and forth, right? Nah, <laughs> Tight champ, all right. Left out over there. There's no more ties anymore, bro. Hey, we'll see. With the decimals, it's still possible, but much slimmer chances. But today we got a fun-packed episode, action-packed episode, I should say, with news, moves. We're gonna talk about some training camp battles and injuries. So, and then we got the questions from the quest. The quest questions. The questions. <laughs> the question. <laughs> Get them cheese. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun episode, guys. And uh, other than that, Shark, how are you doing? Doing good. Feeling good. Ready for the season. It's almost coming and I'm ready to get it started and get some more ships. Before we get in. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Coming in hot. Yeah. Before we get into the ships, you know. You came in here with the headband today. What's yeah. going on, my my guy hey. AI? Hey, had What's to, you happening? Know, you were crossing people head. over earlier, you, you or know, what? That bald head, you need sweat. You know, goes into my eyes. I need that. Headband. Yeah, shark walked through the door looking like old school Mike yeah. Bibby from the Sacramento <laughs> Kings. If you're old enough, you should remember. Uh, oh man, but yeah, we've got a lot of news to talk about. So, uh, fellas, you ready to get into the news? Let's get into Let's the go. news. So it's been quite a while since we've gone through any news. And cheese, I think you got something to tell us. Well, I mean, today, today's the day for breaking news. And we're going to come right in for what just happened a couple hours ago. A couple hours ago, former Texans running back Lamar Miller and the Patriots reached a one-year deal pending a physical. How are you guys feeling about the Patriots backfield or this signing right here? What does it mean for the Patriots backfield? Well, we got a lot of Patriots talk coming up between the moves and training camp battles to watch out for. So I'm going to kind of lead you on there, leave it at that. But yes, big news for the backfield. Lamar Miller has been signed pending a physical, just a one-year deal. So not a huge deal for Dynasty, but for this year could absolutely make an impact. Shark, what you got for me? Yeah, um, I don't know how it's going to play out. I mean, he's always been a great blocking back and, you know, coming out the backfield too. But 
Just gonna a lot of running backs there. Gonna have to see how it plays out. What's next on the new shark? We got Darius Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> the guys. Yeah, that the was juice. some big, big news that hit. When was that? Yesterday on Sunday? Uh, yeah. Three is... days ago? Was it a few days ago? Okay, it for some Friday. reason. It's, it's crazy. Like, the things that he did, I honestly feel that he won't make it back to a team. Like, he's. this is really, like, harsh stuff that he did and choked out unconscious and everything. I was like, I don't know what team would want him back. Yeah, I mean, there was multiple incidents that were recorded. Um, it's definitely not looking good for Darius Geis. He did clear waivers already, so nobody put in a bid for him. And uh, I think the NFL teams are at a just wait and see point, if anything. But yeah, it's looking grim for Darius Geis. And while we're on that track, another star player. Big news. It's a little bit long ago, but we haven't talked to you in a long time. I was hoping Cheese would lead off with this considering he just spent high draft capital on this player. Oh, we're going to get into that later, though. But training camp. He's not on a team for training camp. Oh, maybe I don't know who you're talking about. We're talking about (laughs) this star-wide receiver, Antonio Brown, suspended eight games. We finally know what the punishment is. He's had all this uncertainty over his head. You heard John Harbaugh say that's why he didn't, you know, they haven't done much due diligence is because they don't know if he's available. And Antonio Brown, it's official eight-game suspension. Talk to us, Cheese. How you feeling about your sixth-round draft pick in the quest? Feeling great. <laughs> I don't know that was funny. I'm feeling great. You know, some clarity to the situation. We know he's suspended eight games. So if he gets signed by any team, he should be playing the second half of the season, which is great for the best talent at wide receiver in the nfl how you guys feeling about a b he's gonna play this season or should we get into that yeah we're already on it like yeah honestly there's a good chance that like last half of the season he gets put on a team i mean i wouldn't doubt it if he gets put on team i'm not gonna say that you know what's going on is really bad or good or whatever but a b has a good chance because he's the greatest receiver out there so see you know what's greater than that is if AB gets signed to the teams that are wanting to sign them. And there's a team out there that would be just great for my fantasy team. And that team would be the Seattle Seahawks. Because I don't have Lockett. <clears throat> I don't have Lockett, but somebody here does. I pop, drop, and lock it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that guy's value would be going down. Same with DK. Same with anyone else on the team if A.B. gets signed there. But if he goes to the Ravens, oh, man, that would not be good for me in the quest. Three (laughs) three receivers on the same team. All right, what's next on the news? Next on the news, we got the Raiders again signing Jeremy Hill. Oh, wait, he was cut. (laughs) That was quick. Yep, I thought we were going to go here. I was kind of throwing you an alley-oop to talk about Antonio Brown's cousin, another player you are very fond of, Marquise Brown. You just talked about the Ravens wide receivers and how you're kind of all in on them. This guy, Marquise Brown, was injured last year, let me remind you, showed great flashes, 
and in the offseason gained 23 pounds of muscle. And this guy is ready as ever for the season. I heard he even clocked the same miles per hour with this new added weight. I am all in on the Hollywood Brown bandwagon this year. Cheese, talk to me. We're taking a trip to Hollywood, man. Let's go. Pack your bags. <laughs> Pack your bags. Get on the bus. Yeah, I'm not on that bus. Um, <laughs> you know, all that Twitter hype, everything. I mean, he's a great receiver, but I think he'll get hurt again. <laughs> Packed on 20 Dude. pounds. I'm just not a believer. Not yet, at least. <laughs> at least oh. we can appreciate our commissioner's honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this season, he'll make you a believer. Next next news, we, we, we missed all the opt-outs. Yeah, I was just going to say there was a big deadline that passed. Cheese, let us know what happened with these opt-outs. Who is important that opted out? Um, Damian Williams. Damian Williams. So we saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire draft stock just explode after that news and um yeah he's gonna be a top pick going forward and then other than that albert wilson and devin funches few of those roster bubble guys like we talked about in the chat um opted out so that'll create opportunities for other guys on the roster and we'll get into more of that during these training camp battles here but um other than that yeah, not too many major players opted out. Um, we got oh, it. the Niners signed Jordan Reed. How can we forget? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Reed played for Kyle Shanahan at Washington. And you know what? It's a one-year deal. He passed his physical. Let's see what you got, Jordan Reed. Oh, see? he's got that juice. It's just as long as he can stay healthy. As long as he's not bringing that Darius Geis juice. Yeah, and if he gets one of those concussions again, like, bro, you need to retire. Like, it's not it's not safe anymore for you. Like, get out of there. Yep, I'm with you 100%, Kamish. Cheese, what else you got? Um, The virus saw Garden, Gardner Minshew and turned around and ran the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, I think on that note, we have gone through... The news, and now it's time to get into the moves. I got the moves. I got the moves. I'm making moves. You got to move. You got to move. She made that back move. Damn. She made the titties move. Damn. I made the city move. Hey, whoa. I made the city move. I got the move. Yeah, we're back with the Shark Tank moves. What's happening on the waiver wire, Shark? Let's start off with the trade from from Mahomes to to Joel. It, it was a Matt Breida in the second round for Ronald Jones to Mahomes. Matt Breida in a second round pick for Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. Is that that's the whole trade? That's the whole trade. Alrighty, so let's break it down here. Obviously, in my opinion, Ronald Jones is worth more than Matt Breida. So of course you had to throw in a pick. Second round pick is interesting there. Whose second round pick was traded? Do you know? Mahomes' second round pick. Okay, so it's going to be a late second round pick. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I think I'm going to go with Ronald Jones and the upside because uh, we're going to talk about you know what's going to happen in Tampa Bay and that training camp battle that they got going on there between the running backs. But, I mean, that offense is going to be in the red zone a lot. And whatever running back is on the field for a majority of the time, getting those red zone carries is going to be valuable. What do you think? 
I mean, my opinion is these are some guys I wouldn't touch with your team, you know? <laughs> so not my not my cup of tea. But if you had to pick a side, if I had to pick a side, I would pick none of them and rather get some draft picks back or something. Well, shit. one of the sides did get a draft pick back, so it sounds like you're going to go. I'll take the Breida side. There man. you go. I mean, if, if I was to pick a side, I'd probably go Breida because PPR, and I feel they're going to be coming from behind a lot, and he's going to be a lot of PPR points right there. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't know if Breida is a pass catcher. He never really has been, but... I would love to see how Brita works into this offense. He does. He is explosive and can break off a big play. Yeah, absolutely. He's been uh, the top ball carrier like a few years running now. He, you know, he gets the ball. They call him Cheetah as well. <laughs> so he gets the ball and he takes off with it. You know, he's got he's clocked those over so 20, 20 mile an hour runs. The guy is very very fast with the ball in his Speaking hand. Speaking of runs. You see Tyreek Hill versus Nicole Hardman? I did see, you that. see that. I didn't see that. What did I miss? They raced. Tyreek Hill won. Dust him? No. It was close. Very close. Damn. But with that being said, Tyreek Hill hit up Madden and said he wants that 100 speed rating. Not 99. He wants a 100 triple digit. Well, he Ruggs hasn't got seen that 99 too. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't seen Rugs yet. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um,. So, for the moves, back to these moves, what else is there, Cheese? What sticks out for you? Well, how about you tell me what sticks out to you, because I'm opening up the app. I, I see there was an, <laughs> another trade, and this one was between me and Joel. There we go. Joel gave me Kyle Rudolph and Marvin Jones, and I gave him Jace Sternberger and Van Jefferson. So, he got the young, I got the little older guys, but I was just looking for... I'm still hurting at wide receiver three, so I need some options with Marvin Jones, Perriman, and and um, who's my other one? Um, Robbie Anderson. There we go. So that was how I seen it. Yeah, I could see this trade both sides, but I'm going to pick the older guys here. I'm actually a little higher on Kyle Rudolph than most people. Um, you know, for it's redraft season late dart throw tight end Kyle Rudolph is always out there and I think he's not a bad option considering Stefan Diggs is gone a lot of targets vacated and Marvin Jones I know you don't like that Twitter hype but they have been man they have been hyping up Marvin Jones all off season because his price is just so cheap and when he's on the field he produces so that's the key for him to stay healthy now on the other side Jay Sternberger Van Jefferson we haven't seen from Two complete mysteries. Sternberger definitely has an opportunity at hand with Green Bay. And Van Jefferson, he does as well with Brandon Cooks leaving. There's a wide receiver three vacancy. So we'll just have to see. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I also (laughs) seen a thing with Marvin Jones. It's hard to believe it, but in the last three years with Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper has 23 touchdowns. Marvin Jones has 22 and that's with Marvin Jones having a lot of time off, too, with injuries. Yeah, Marvin Jones is a huge upside play mm-hmm. every week. Uh, I would definitely take the Marvin Jones side on this. So like that's you said, I haven't now. seen uh, these other guys play. I do like Sternberger this year. I mean, he should be the, getting the starting role. But Van Jefferson, big question mark for me. I don't know how he's going to fit in the offense. But we shall soon find out. In other news on the wire... I see Shark finally got a kicker. Tell us about this kicker. 
Can you say his last name? Is this the the racist guy? Rolf Weiser. <laughs> is this the Patriot? Yeah, Patriot. Oh, yeah, he's a racist guy. Oh, I didn't even know that. I just know the Patriots kickers always pan out really good. So The offense mm-hmm. usually moves, that's mm-hmm. why. If you could get over that 50, that kicker becomes very valuable. Yep. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about the kicker? I think kickers should be gone. <laughs> that's just me. I wanted it this year, but everybody voted and it went even, so... I can't believe there was one vote in particular that I just could not believe they voted to keep kickers. It was it was sickening. Yeah. Um, other well, than try that, again next year. <laughs> yeah. Maybe before the draft. Yep. Oh, I wasn't even talking about your vote. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm just geez. saying. We should vote before the draft, and people will be more likely to. Well, vote there was the somebody, and I'm not sure if other people did this, but somebody voted out of pure spite that we wouldn't add more roster spots or starting roster spots if we removed the kicker. Yeah, and, and lately he's been begging for us to take out kicker. I'm like, bro, you voted for it. Like, All I don't understand. Sudden, right, and he was the tie-breaking vote. <laughs> yes. That's what, oh, yes. Frustrating. But anyways, back to the moves. Um, what else do we have here? Well, we could talk about mine since it's right there at the top. Lamar Miller was at the top of the news. He should have been at the top of the moves, but it's all right. Lamar Miller to fully loaded, team fully loaded. If he ends up being the starter there, y'all, and I just got him for free, mm, SMH. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a nice pickup. I that mean, would be a nice pickup if he's the starter. I was surprised that Bright Guy didn't get him because he's the, even before you say the news, he already had picked him up. As Legit. I was like, whoa, lazy. <laughs> and I was sitting there contemplating, like, do I really want to drop my rookie wide receiver? Yeah. Read the news on him. They're saying he's not even going to be a factor in the offense. He's going to be a kick return guy. And that just completely made me jump to Lamar Miller. But by then, I was sure Brian had already picked him yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But it went through. Um, speaking of the wire god, Isaiah Ford trying to get in on that wide receiver three for Miami action. Um, you More know, like Chevy guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good cheese. Uh, Peyton Barber picked up by the game Zini with that Darius Geis news. Barber was newly added by Ron Rivera. He took a kind of big load. Okay, okay. He took a kind of big load and um, at at, <laughs> at Tampa Bay. And we'll just have to see what happens with Washington. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, uh, this is what happens when you drop Bryce Love. You got to pick up the last player that's available. Sorry, Zini. And how do you guys feel about Wire God? He picked up Darrell Williams. Like, What do you guys feel about that? Well, we'll have to see what happens with that backfield, you know, you got rookie Clyde edwards Elaire coming in, first-round pick. They also signed DeAndre Washington out of free agency. And oh, let's get into this train camp. What's interesting about DeAndre Washington is he played running back with Pat Mahomes in college. So... I didn't know that. I didn't either until it oh, happened. Man. He played at Texas Tech. Oh, really? Yes, it's very intriguing. But Ooh, Very nice. Nice little nugget there. Um, I think that covers it for the news. Oh, wait. Jordan Reed got picked up by Fuck Foles. There you go. He's yep. fantasy relevant. <laughs> and is there anything else, Cheese? you see anything else on the on the news? In the movies? Nah, I think that's pretty much it because most of this news is related to our 
training camp battles. So he's ready to get into the main event. Yes, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now. Now we got training camp battles. Training camp battles. I think Shark wants to tell us something. Shark, what, what's going on over there? No, not, it, it it got canceled. I don't know what oh. just happened. They It was breaking news of a trade going down. And somehow, Zini right now just messed it up and said, Oh, sorry, wrong chat. There's no trade. That it's, doesn't make sense. It's like... Oh, it's no, a feast <laughs> mode trade. trade. That's why. Oh, no wonder. Oh, it's actually a pretty big trade. Ooh. We might as well talk about yeah, it. Zini giving up Noah Fant and Kareem Hunt. To Joel for Le'Veon Bell in a 2021 third. So mm-hmm. Noah Fant and Kareem Hunt for Le'Veon Bell, 2021 third. Wow. Which side do you Very want? interesting. Well, well, well. Is this PPR? This is full point PPR. Yes. Uh, I mean, I like the up. This is Dynasty. Dynasty. I like the upside of Kareem Hunt in the future, me personally. Le'Veon Bell, great asset to have. Can't go wrong. I think it's a very fair trade. Yeah, I'm gonna go with cheese. I'm I like Kareem Hunt. Even with Nick Chubb in that backfield, he kind of plays the slot role. He averaged over 12 points per game in PPR when he came back last year. Kareem Hunt's still a baller. And Noah Fant, you guys know I like Noah Fant. Been a fan, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Zini side. But I will say Le'Veon Bell looks amazing. And he lost a lot of weight. He's at 4% body fat. And he's just looking forward to the season. So, very motivated. Le'Veon Bell. Shark, what do you like about this trade? I, I like... I see why Zini did it. Like, he really didn't have an RB2 on his on his team. He has Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And he needed an RB2. So, he got yeah. Bell in that. So, I see why Zini uh, did it. And it makes a lot of sense. So, you're going Bell side? Bell side. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. So, we got 2-1. to one. And thank you for that breaking news, Shark. Mm-hmm. Now, getting into this training camp battle. Um, well, battles. There's a there's a lot of them happening right now. But 30 I, days to the NFL season. It's camp time. Hard knocks, previews, Tuesday. Go. It's going down. Football is here. And we're going to start off with this New England backfield that just Ooh. has... So many question marks right now. Sony question marks. Exactly. Sony going <laughs> on the pup. I don't think he's going to be ready for week one. That leaves a big vacancy. Sony had over 200 carries last year. Who's going to take over those carries? We got Lamar Miller newly added. Damian Harris drafted early last season by the Patriots. Rex Burkhead, who's always there. And James White, old faithful. How is this running back position going to play out on the Patriots? It's a, something definitely to watch for sure. Who knows what kind of misinformation are you going to get? And the thing is with no preseason, it's going to be very ugly if you're playing redraft, choosing anyone from this backfield besides James White, who you should know has a locked-in third-down role that I feel like is not going anywhere. First and second down, big question mark. Rex Burkhead could take the job. They signed Lamar Miller. He still has to pass a physical. He still has to come to camp and train. And he could possibly just get cut if they don't like him. He hasn't played in, what, over a year? Yep. 
torn uh, his ACL a year ago, and he is now back pending the physical. This is them trying to sign Lamar Miller does not bode well for Damian Harris, and it definitely does not bode well for Sony Michelle. That's facts. Facts. Yeah, I, I just I just don't trust this backfield. Belichick is gonna mix it up every time. It's gonna be one player that balls out this week. Next week is gonna be the other player, and it's just you can't really trust that backfield, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, for me, usually when there is a competition to be had, I'm drawn towards the talent. Who's the most talented out of that group? It's Damian Harris. If you watched him at Alabama, the guy could catch the ball. He was great in the red zone. He was a leader, and that's why he was drafted so early by the Patriots. He's total Patriots back. And, of course, you know, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick connection. But it, it's going to be a dart throw. Whoever you take in this backfield, I'd, I'd take the upside on Damian Harris. That's just me. Uh, Lamar Miller was a free pickup. That's why I picked him up. But I would say whenever Sony Michelle is healthy, I think he's going to come back and get all the work. And they're going to work him to the ground, see what happens with him this season. Yeah. If he does not do well this season, I think he's done. And you went big on Harris in a couple of leagues, right? You, you made some yeah. trades for him. Yeah, I made trades for Damian Harris actually a few months ago because I saw this Sony news coming from a mile away. He had that foot surgery in the off season. And um, you know what? I went and got Damian Harris for an expensive price, but the Lamar Miller, me getting him for free makes it feel a little bit better. But yeah, I'm actually with Cheese here. I'm, I'm big on Sony Michelle too. I loved him at Georgia. And I think we've, we've yet to see Sony from Georgia in the NFL, and it's kind of sad. But I definitely hope he, he gets better and takes his job back and then has a lot of success. Okay. (laughs) We're going to go to another New England battle. We got two quarterbacks, one former number one pick, MVP Cam Newton, signed, but to a, what, $7 million deal? That's backup money. And Bill Belichick already came out and said he has to win the job. He's not going to get the job handed to him on a silver platter of course he'll be competing with jared stidham and what do we think about this i don't know i still think cam's gonna get the job it's obvious former mvp i mean you you have to put him out there and if he's healthy yeah if he's he's healthy too. check this out man jared stidham went to the same school as cam newton he sees cam newton Probably murals all over the school. Cam Newton records all over the school. They know he's not Cam Newton. It's Cam Newton's job to lose. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton, as long as he's healthy, the thing is, is he's been MVP Cam Newton coming back a few different times. So, like, when he's healthy and he's slinging the ball, he looks great, but for how long? So I do, I'm with you guys. I do think Cam is going to start the season. It's just Bill Belichick's not going to let him play injured like he has at Carolina. He's not going to let it get ugly like it did at Carolina. And his, he's on thin ice, you know, but I, I wish the best for the former MVP. Oh, yeah. It's a prove-it deal. For sure, absolutely. He has to come out there and prove that he's ready to play in the NFL again. And he hasn't been the last two seasons. So as long as he can play, he's going to start. Um, you got anything else about this situation? 
No, I think that covers the Patriots for the most part. We're not going to get into the wide receiver situation there because what wide receivers do they really have? Now, another big training camp battle we're going to get into. Let's talk about Washington. Yes. Yes. Let's <laughs> get into in <laughs> these running backs that have been so controversial Well, the juice Twitter. is on the loose. The juice the is juice loose. gone. He's gone. And they have, you know, Chris Thompson's gone. And they brought in Peyton Barber. I think they even brought in, like, J.D. McKissick. Yes. Yep. They have, who else? A.D. And Antonio Gibson, newly drafted third-round pick. We love. Only 33 carries in college. You got Bryce Love, former Stanford standout. There's a lot going on in this backfield. Someone break it down for me. How are you feeling about the backfield, Shark? Me, into it. I just think AP is going to take the bulk of it, most of it. But Gibson has a high upside. Like, I think he's going to be playing special teams and coming out the backfield. So I think Gibson has the biggest upside on that backfield. Yeah, I totally overlooked Adrian Peterson. Like, that, <laughs> that depth chart is so fat right now. He kind of just went over my head. Uh, you got to think AP. We've seen this already. We've seen AP. We've counted him out. The guy had a thousand yard year when everyone counted him out. He was too old, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson, he's so interesting. All the metrics tell you that he's going to be a baller. Um, but he just hasn't carried a workload. And for me, that's a little scary. I think it's hard to ask a rookie that's never carried a workload to walk into the NFL and here carry this this workload. Uh, I think we'll see him a lot in the slot. Um but yeah, we'll we'll have to see with Washington. I I think I got to I got to put my eggs in the Adrian Peterson basket. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Adrian Peterson, I think he should definitely start the year, but the what everyone's saying, the wild card, Bryce Love, he hasn't played yet. He's just like Antonio Gibson. You haven't seen him in the NFL. Antonio Gibson, I feel like he's going to come in and he's going to take the wider, some type of like Debo Samuelish role. He's going to play. They're going to try to find ways to get him the ball in space. He's not a running back, pure running back. But this guy, Bryce Love, Heisman runner-up, he was have a they have a picture of him with Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Bryce Love, the kid from Stanford, broke all the records. I mean, he was the backup for CMC, man. This guy is nice. And what let's see what 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 coach Shaw has to say about this. First thing I say about Bryce Love, I'm not a big Twitter guy, but I sent a tweet out that hopefully people can go watch and, and take a look at uh, to show you how, how special I think this young man is. Um, I think about Jamal Charles. I think about Chris Johnson, CJ2K, uh, guys with, that are similar size that are not just speed, athletic, outside-the-box guys. These guys are running backs, and that's what this young man is. Uh, you're talking about 8.1 yards per carry. Uh, broke the NCAA record a year ago. Uh, I believe it was 13 50-yard runs uh, in a season. Just things that don't make any sense. This guy is fast. He's explosive. But he breaks tackles. He led the nation in yards after contact a year ago. Um, this guy's a game changer. This guy's a field position changer. This guy scores touchdowns, and he's a phenomenal human being, and he's going to be a strong asset to whoever takes him. David Shaw, who... Ooh. Yeah, I, that's an old video. You can hear him talking about uh, Bryce Love in college, who was 
absolutely amazing to watch. A lot of us went out for Brian and Mai's birthday, and we got to watch him up close and personal. And yeah, um, Bryce Love, if he could stay healthy, he can easily take over that backfield. Yeah, what the thing about the thing I like about Bryce Love is with Ron Rivera coming in to the Redskins, just having CMC there, this was the guy that came up after CMC and he was he broke CMC's records. And the way Ron Rivera runs the ball, he runs it downhill. And now AP is that guy until they find out what Bryce Love is and Bryce Love can run it between the tackles, outside the tackles, and he can take it to the house from anywhere. I'm excited about this guy from the Bay Area or went to college out here from Stanford, 650. Let's go. Yeah, well, you gotta hope for that because I still think he's gonna be competing with Peyton Barber too for that number two spot. So maybe even for a roster spot like they're not going to go into the season with all these running backs you know i'm sure mckissick will be on the chopping block and a few of those guys but there's no way you're walking into the season with that many running backs at least geis is gone now and that kind of helps out a little bit but yeah it's just a total clusterfuck in that backfield oh i'm loving it (laughs) (laughs) all right and with our next training camp battle we got another big battle in washington we got wide receiver two i mean they they don't have a tight end they don't have a wide receiver besides scary terry mclaurin who we all think is going to have well, a Sims great did pretty well the end of last season but the wide receiver two role i'm thinking it might be antonio gibson oh like you know? it i like it yeah, to me, like when we were talking about Antonio Gibson, uh, he strikes me as more of a pass catcher. And like, I want to put that big body in the slot, get him the ball underneath, set him up for, you know, a lot of catches because he's built for it and he could he could take those hits in the middle. Not just catches. I feel like if, if they pay attention to what San Francisco's doing, this guy is like Debo Samuel, mm, but right. a little bit, I could call him a little bit more athletic. Let this guy line up outside. Let let you run a pitch and then turn it into the reverse. Boom! There goes, there goes uh, Gibson, four three speed, taking shit to the house, man. Let this guy for, the ball in space. Let's not forget the the rookie. I think the rookie's gonna come out real big in this one. Antonio Gandy Golden, six four, two twenty three pounds. I mean. Him and Scary Terry on the outside. I think Sims in the slot, and I think that's how it's gonna play out to me. I I I honestly think the rest of the receivers on the team, besides Scary Terry, are not that good. That's why they just signed. Uh, who they just signed? They just signed somebody. I'm not sure, but Washington. You were just saying it earlier. Was I? I don't remember. But Kelvin Harmon went down, so that created an opportunity for them to sign somebody. They, uh, I don't remember. Anyways, they just signed another wide receiver, and the wide receiver coach was on the, the news, a press conference, saying we got Terry McLaurin and a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> so I'm just saying, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that that is the case. Like you said, Steve Sims definitely flashed. Um, if they want to give him the opportunity because he's balling in camp, look what he did last year, I would definitely get it. But I kind of like how Shark laid out 
the wide receiver landscape. I think that that would be ideal for them is to have Steve Sims in the slot, AGG come out and take one of those starting roles because, like he said, 6'4", big body wide receiver, super talented. And he had hella, hella stats in college, like lots of production. So AGG could handle it. We've seen it before. Uh, but, yeah, that's a big battle to watch. I'm sure they'll be playing from behind a lot. Um, now, another one. Let's get into this Tampa Bay Buccaneers backfield. And another one. Another one. Where we got Ronald Jones, newly acquired by Rolling With Mahomies. Yeah, versus the rookie Keyshawn Vaughn, who was drafted in the third round, where Tampa Bay, guys, they didn't have much draft capital going into the draft. That was an important pick for them. And obviously, Bruce Arians did not feel comfortable with Ronald Jones. That's why he invested highly in a running back. What do we think about this battle? Oh, it doesn't just stop there, man. Keep going. The other running backs on the team, who they just signed? LaShawn McCoy. And they also got Darren Goombawale. So uh, this is also a four-man crowded backfield. Who's going to emerge as the early down work? Uh, who's going to emerge as the third down work? All a big question mark to me. I'm, I think they really want a veteran in the backfield that could do veteran things. I'm not sure how these guys are in pass blocking, but Tom Brady knows what he wants, and he knows what the team needs to win a championship. So he's going to tell the coach, we're going to pit these guys. I don't know how you guys are feeling. Yeah, I, I honestly think LaShawn McCoy is going to start it off. I don't really like Ronald Jones. I never did. I watched him last year during games, and it just looked horrible, even though he put on some weight, some muscle weight. But I'm leaning towards LaShawn McCoy starting it off, Ronald Jones helping out, and Keyshawn Vaughn on the third downs, if anything. Oh, yeah. See, that that's super interesting how this backfield is breaking down between us because, to me, I thought LaShawn McCoy being signed was just a move to basically take him away from the Chiefs. He was on the Chiefs roster, Super Bowl roster, and he, uh, Damian Williams opted out. So that created a big void in, in Kansas City. And, you know, LaShawn McCoy was just there. He knows the playbook. He, know, he knows the guys. It would have just been an easy fit. So to me, I, I just I don't see it being LaShawn McCoy. I'm going to go with Ronald Jones, actually who I think he's going to start um, unless he messes up on pass blocking, which is why he's kind of in the doghouse. But the guy, he, he works his butt off in the off seasons to get better. He's still young. He's actually younger than Keyshawn Vaughn. And, um, yeah, he's got the draft pedigree too. But for third down work, I think it's going to be Dare Ugumbawale, who went to Wisconsin just like James White did. And... Tom Brady's already been throwing to him in practice. They're boys already. So I think James White kind of threw him the alley-oop. But, yeah, it's going to be a backfield to watch because, like I said, this offense is going to be very, very potent. And whoever's getting those red zone touches, you could see them start to kind of uh, rise up the fantasy rankings. Yeah. Yep. I, I also think that this offense is going to be great. I got Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl and not on the back of the running back. It's going to be through the hands of Tom Brady. And I think they're just going to run through the air, man. The running back, they might get a couple carries. It's not going to be too valuable. It's going to be like 60 yards a game and some lucky touchdowns. All right, we shall see. 
And with another rookie running back camp battle, let's head over to Los Angeles where we're going to talk about the Rams and their newly acquired toy and Cam Akers. The Rams were also strapped for draft capital. These guys made a big investment in Cam Akers. And who else do we have there? Daryl Henderson, who I loved coming out of college last year. He didn't have many plays last year in that offense with Todd Gurley there. Then you got Malcolm Brown. I mean, who's going to emerge? Who's going to emerge? It's going to be Akers, man. They spent the money on him. He's going to get the work. He's too shifty. He can do it all. He's a playmaker. I mean, that's going to be the guy coming out of camp through the season. Akers all day. I mean, that's ideal. That That's what's probably going to happen. But they also spent a lot on Darrell Henderson last year. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a three-headed monster. And however, whoever doesn't get hurt, does the best, is going to take the job pretty much. It's just going to be crazy backfield. Shark, didn't you trade for Henderson this year? Yes, I, I think I gave away a, a late first-round pick for him and Sternberger. So, Shark cashed out. He's mm-hmm. definitely not all in on the Acres train like you and I are cheese. Yeah. But uh, for me, Akers, watching him in college, doing it behind the worst offensive line, worst rated offensive line in college football, everyone knew he was getting the ball. He's still balled out. Guy's a former uh, all, All-American all quarterback as well. So I think Sean McVay is going to find a way to make some trick plays happen, and he's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think the main thing with Akers coming in is that what, um, after the Super Bowl, when New England figured out Sean McVay's running scheme, uh, what they did is they put an extra lineman or linebacker on the on the on the line um, to have five down, and they had the the lineman two gapping. So the the scheme of the outside zone, which Sean McVay runs, is is perfect for Daryl Henderson. You you go to the side you put your foot in the ground and you cut up field but with the lineman two gapping that they just reach an arm out and smack them and down goes daryl henderson so they got cam Akers there to because he's shiftier to make those linemen miss and make create some yards and i also feel that the rams are going to be the worst team in the division and coming from behind a lot so that tells me Darrell Henderson out of the backfield a lot, a lot of PPR points, and that's how it's going to work out in my opinion. And Cam Akers is also a great pass catcher. Yeah, that too. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting one to watch. I think Coach McVay will go with the hot hand approach. He already said how much he likes how the 49ers did that, so I think he's going to kind of copycat. And now we're on to the next training camp battle. We got big body Jonathan Taylor. Who's going to be the carry monster out of Indianapolis? Marlon Mack, who was a 1,000-yard rusher last year? Or Jonathan Taylor, who was the highly touted rookie? 2,000-yard rusher in college, three seasons. What do we think? I got JT. What about you? (laughs) I got Marlon Mack starting it off and JT taking over at a certain time. Yeah, I think JT is going to get carries right out of the gate and once they see him playing on the field getting those chunk gains i don't think marlon mack is gonna have many carries after that so for me 
Maybe they'll give Marlon Mack the respect of giving him the first carry week one. Mm -hmm. But even week one, I could see Jonathan Taylor having more carries than him. And it's just going to be a matter of time once they see him on the field before he's getting, you know, 80% of the work. But my thing is, what about Naeem Hines? Yeah. So we saw Austin Eckler ball the frick out last year with Phillip Rivers as a pass-catching running back. Naeem Hines would play that similar role. Um, do you think he's going to eat into JT enough to make him less fantasy relevant? Naheem Hines plays a similar role, but he doesn't play like Austin Eckler. That's the big difference right there. I mean, they had Austin Eckler lining up all over the backfield, all in in at wide receiver, all over the formation. Um, Naheem Hines, I don't think he's that versatile. And I think JT can, ch- can catch. And if they mm-hmm. find out... Um, I mean, Marlon Mack can catch too, and these are better backs, I feel like, in space than Naheem Hines, so we'll see. Um, All right, and time to get into the next one. We got another rookie battle. We got DeAndre Swift versus Carrion Johnson, Detroit Lions. Carrion was looking great before he got hurt last year, can't stay on the field, so they spent high draft capital to bring in DeAndre Swift. What do we think about this one? Uh, I got... Carry on, starting the year, Swift taking over. When? Uh, I think Swift's going to get work right out the gate. It might be some type of even split. Once they find out how good Swift is, it's going to be a lot of Swift. So like week eight, halfway through the season? Early. Earlier. Earlier? Now. Okay. He's going to start early. Tiburon. I feel it's going to be all carry on and Swift coming out of the backfield. Unless carry on gets hurt, I still think it's going to be... Bo Scarborough and Swift is never going to go straight to Swift, in my opinion. Hey, that's definitely Matt Matt Patricia's, like, MO. He doesn't have the workhorse running back. And I've even heard of, like, expect a split, like you said. (laughs) To hear Bo Scarborough, DeAndre Swift split, yuck. They need to just give DeAndre Swift all the work. But, unfortunately, he landed in Detroit, and they don't do that. So, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be... A, you know, 55-45 split, very close to a 50-50. And whoever has the hotter hand, I guess, will see a little bit more carries because it's it's usually never exactly even. Yeah. But, yeah, um, carry on Johnson. I mean, he was great when he was on the field last year, especially as a patch catcher, which DeAndre Swift also excels at pass catching. And, Cheese, you got anything else about this one? Uh no I think uh, just just like your point um most of these rookie backfields or these rookies coming in they are gonna be some type of split for sure these are none of these guys are gonna get workhorse roles I think the NFL is leaning a lot more towards just multiple backs lining up everywhere um there's not too many workhorse backs left in the yeah. NFL. I think we're trying to find out, Cheese, like who's the most fantasy relevant out of this backfield. Think oh, it's going to be about Swift like for that. sure. Okay. So going forward with all of these, we're going to think about these in that lens. It's an RB battle about who's going to be the most fantasy relevant out of the committee, I guess. So with that being said, we're going over to Buffalo where we got Devin Singletary, who to me outperformed his projections last year. I didn't like him that much, but he really did well. He was very efficient. And um, Zach Moss, big Zach Moss from Utah coming in. He is going to take the Frank Gore role, which is going to be red zone work, preferably first and down work, first and second down work. 
And, um, yeah, Zach Moss for me, he's very intriguing. I've never been the big fan of Singletary. I thought he did well last year, but I think they want the big back. So I'm going to go with Zach Moss being the better option out of this backfield. Uh, Devin Singletary is definitely going to be the better option in fantasy. I think he's going to get all the catches, like the whole receiving work. It's very elusive. And uh, the only thing I think Zach Moss is going to do is be one of those 50-yard a game, maybe a touchdown type of guys. Yeah, and it, to me it comes down to, yeah, who who come, who can do better and who stays healthy. And also TJ Yeldon is back there in the, in the backfield, so I don't know how that's going to play out, if he's even going to get in there or not. But, yeah, got to look out for that. So, my bad. Which one did you take out of Zach Moss and Singletary? I'll take Singletary. Okay, so we got two Singletaries and one Moss. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to Philadelphia. We're going to stop with the running backs for a second, take a breather. And we're going to go talk about these Philadelphia wide receivers. All we- right. Philadelphia wide receivers. Name them. Well, we got Alshon Jeffrey, who's on the pup. No return date right now. So, it's wide open spaces. We got... Greg Ward returning last year. Nelson Aguilar is a thing of the past. He's at the Raiders now. You got Jalen Rager, first-round pick. You've got J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who was a second-round pick last year from Stanford. You know, we like our Stanford guys. And um, other than that, they got a guy, John Hightower, in the fifth round. He runs very fast, very, very fast. And, of course, Cal's own Deshaun Jackson. So You're also missing Quez Watkins. It's also very, very fast. Quez Watkins. All right, so I, th- I think we just outlined the whole entire wide receiving court. All right, so starting at wide receiver, I'm going to assume it's going to be Deshaun Jackson. Uh, they're going to have a speed guy. They're going to have Rager out there, and they're going to have a big body receiver. And uh, that's going to be Alshon if he can play. And if Alshon can't play, that third wide receiver up for grabs. I don't know if it's going to be J.J., Quez or Hightower, but I assume it would be one of them. Unless they just go two tight ends most of the time, which would make sense, and you just run Rager, Deshaun Jackson, and Deshaun Jackson's replacement, Hightower or Quez Watkins. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel it's going to be all D-Jax and Rager with two tight end sets, but it's going to come down to, in my opinion, Hightower and J-Jaw to get that third spot right there in the wide receiver core. Yeah, Sharks. You guys have not seen Quez Watkins? I mean, I'm more excited about Jalen Rager. I know Shark is too. He he was able to pry him off of me in the (laughs) feast, and I'm still mad about it. Still mad about it. But, you know, thank you for Kittle. I should be grateful. Uh, But Jalen Rager, man, I, you know, if you follow him on Twitter, that guy is so motivated to be the best. He's going to, he wants to tell everyone, I told you so. He's been banging his own drum. The guy, Ray GQ, shout out to him on Twitter. He's been riding the hype since TCU. I'm super excited for Jalen Rager. I think he could come out and be the X. I don't think he's necessarily that fast gadget guy that you're thinking about, but I think he could literally come out there and play. <laughs> I mean, they drafted him like he's going to play they took, all, all, all day. All yeah, the they took him game. over Justin Jefferson, which is, you know, that's big. You know, Justin Jefferson could literally, like you said, play anywhere on the field. So, you know, if you look at his player card, he's already learning the X position. But when you said he was a speed guy earlier, I kind of was like, oh, that's not all he is. Well, 
No, I, I was talking about Quez Watkins. But, I think you're but, also talking about Rager. But so we have Djax, who I think is going to last maybe four games right. at the most, and then he's going to get replaced by one of these other guys. But fantasy-wise, I think it's going to be a lot of Ertz, a lot of Rager, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> well, also, you know, we're we're not really talking about him because it's the wide receiver segment, but Miles Sanders, I think he's going to catch a lot more passes than people are thinking. Your favorite Philadelphia legend, Boston Scott, you know, I think he's going to have an underrated pass-catching role. Greg Ward's still there. He caught a fair amount of passes last season, I'm just saying. And, you know, I'm worried about uh, Zach Ertz being healthy. We'll see what happens with him. Now, we're going to get into these Rams. Shout out to the ghost host. We're going to get into these Rams tight ends. We got Tyler Higbee who came off a scorching end of the season. The guy had a stretch of games like we've never seen before in the tight end position. Peppered with targets. And it just seems like whichever Rams TE is healthy, they're going to eat. But they're both healthy in camp. Who's going to start the season and who's going to be the most fantasy relevant? Very interesting because... The end of last season, or yeah, the end of last season, the Rams, they they were getting beat up, uh, trying to run the ball, so they had to put more tight ends on the field to add an extra blocker. So they could both be on the field a lot next season, um, with the departure of Brandon Cooks, um, and the third wide receiver is gonna be who? Is it gonna be? Van Jefferson? Is it going to be Josh Reynolds? Um, they're not the most appealing options. So I could see both these guys used all season again. So, Cheese, I've noticed throughout this whole training camp segment, you like to walk on the middle a lot. You like to, oh, they're both going to do well. They're both going to get work. Tell me, which one is going to be the more fantasy-relevant tight end in Los Angeles? That's... That's a tough question. Man. Do you want me to answer I, first? My favorite <laughs> tight end out of the bunch would be Everett. I think he has more talent than Higby, but I could see them being some type of split, like Goddard Ertz type of. Well, even in the Goddard Ertz split, like there's obviously the Ertz, right? Where you're, yeah. you're getting 90 catches and then Goddard's getting like, what, 30, 40? So. Yeah, I, I, like I was saying, I would say Everett is okay. the most, most talented receiving weapon. So I would pick. Everett on the field over Higby, but I mean, I guess we're gonna find out in camp. So Hard Knocks, tune into Hard Knocks. Cheese is going Gerald Everett. What about you, Shark? I mean, when they started off the season, it was all Gerald Everett. So I feel it's gonna be Gerald Everett again if he's healthy. But Tyler Higby, man, like he's he balled out when Gerald Everett was out. So it could be both coming in and out, but I feel I'm I lean towards Everett. Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm I'm more on the recency bias, I guess. I'm going to have to go with Tyler Higby. He was just unreal in those last few games. Against the Cardinals twice? Against the Cardinals twice. It was like a six-game stretch. I was trying to look for it right here. worst against the tight end. By far. No, it was not even close. But at the same time, oh, here we go. Wow, this is funny. Okay, so... I have the tweet here. There is only one tight end in NFL history that has 84 yards receiving in five straight games. 
and it's Tyler Higby. And he accomplished that in the last five games of the season while playing 80% of the snaps. We got seven catches for 107, seven catches for 116, 12 catches for 111, nine catches for 104, eight catches for 84. PPR monster. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Tyler Higby just because we haven't seen that production from Gerald Everett, uh, let alone really any tight end fantasy history during that that time. So I'm going to go with Tyler Sorry, Higby. What's this, what, what's the, this stat line you just put out? Say again. Well, there was there's five weeks, so... Do you want to know the first part? Or do you want to yeah, know the first part? What was the stat? okay? So there's only one tight end in NFL history that has 84 plus receiving yards in five straight games. In five straight games. Five straight. It just sounds unbelievable to me with Kronk and Kittle in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, maybe they found some made up stat that so it's just not... just follows fucking Higby, but. Higby's not going to be that valuable. I don't think any of these tight ends are going to be that valuable in fantasy this year. Well, you got to think about it like this, Cheese. It's not five games throughout the whole season. You're not cherry picking. Yeah, it's five, five games straight. straight. Yeah, exactly. So that is a different type. Of how many yards? 84. Yeah, someone probably just had like 83, bro. And, and let's not forget this. I mean, when you own a player, you like to hype them up to try to get Kittle. So, <laughs> oh, nah. Smee, shall we hear? I already know that ship is sailed. I've asked you many times. That's why I'm like, no, I'm not a Hey, you know what? Me. I'm only going to ask you one time. And if you tell me you don't like a player, I'm not going to say you and try to sell him to you. I, I mean, know, I, actually, <laughs> I actually like this player. So, I'm all right with my tight ends. <clears throat> Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby. But, yeah, anyways, enough about them. That was just my Tyler Higby spiel, but that's interesting. You guys both have Everett over Higby. That's actually like a hot take in the community right and now. I have Everett and Higby not being drafted by this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So we're going to go into the next battle. We're staying local here. We're going with the 49ers. We're going to talk about the running backs first because there were there was some noise in the backfield this offseason. Raheem Mostert. He wants to be known that he's the lead back there. He asked for a raise. They didn't give it to him right away. He asked for a trade. Later rescinded that, and then he ended up getting what he wanted, which was matched pay with Tevin Coleman. He's letting everybody know he gained 20 pounds of muscle. He wants to take on a full workload. Do we believe Raheem Mostert, or are the Niners just going to go with the hot hand? Because that could be Tevin Coleman. He had some huge games last year. It could be Tevin Coleman. You Did you forget McKinnon? is also on the team, and there's been some noise out of camp. Jerick McKinnon, early standout, early standout 49ers camp. The Mercury News reports Jerick McKinnon looked sharp running routes and could be getting first-team reps on passing downs, which is very valuable in PPR. Yeah, and, and me, I believe in Mostert. I think he's going to be the RB1 there, and as long as he stays healthy, um, he'll, be, he'll, he'll stay that way. But Tevin Coleman definitely going to eat into it. I don't believe in Jerick McKinnon too much, so that's just where I stayed, stand right there. Yeah, McKinnon's the highest paid out of the backfield. He's been a shiny toy they've been waiting to use, but I just think Raheem Mostert's going to shine like a diamond throughout training camp, especially with the new added weight. If he keeps that speed, I don't know how you keep him off the field, especially so motivated. Um, do you want to talk about the 49er running backs anymore? Uh, I just don't think they're going to be that valuable this year with the Niners playing from behind in their division, being at the bottom of the league. 
which Tyler does not believe. Cheese won't bet me on his phone. He won't even head. bet me a boba drink on it. I mean, they were the second best running team in the league besides the Ravens, so I think it's going to continue on. Thank you, Shark. Yeah. Also, the number one seed in the entire NFC, but somehow we're not going to make playoffs. <laughs> I mean, look at the last Super Bowl defending players. Look at the Rams after a massive year from Ty Gurley just falling off. I mean, we I didn't. Think someone's the Rams gonna, scored three points in the Super Bowl. We would have won the Super Bowl if it wasn't Pat Mahomes. Like we were winning until six minutes left. The best player on the planet made a play. He's gonna do what he does. The Rams didn't show anything in the Super Bowl. I don't know how you can make that comparison. All right, we're gonna find out in the season starts. Right. We're not just gonna argue about, it, but let's talk about the Niners. They have a big positional battle at the wide receiver position, and uh, we have. No Debo for the beginning of the season. Mm. We have uh, Kendrick Bourne. Yes. Very motivated Kendrick Bourne, I might add. I follow him on Twitter. Love that guy's mentality. We have uh, the rookie wide receiver. Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk. A first-round pick. And you know what's crazy about him? Kyle Shanahan said he would have taken him at 12 or 13 if Kinlaw wasn't available. To me, so he would have taken him in front of all the other wide receivers. And uh, who? Trent Taylor coming back off an of injury. Who else is on the team? Jeez, what about my first round pick last year? Oh, Jalen Hurts hasn't played yet. Dante Pettis, who's been a bust lately, but mm-hmm. now is his chance to show something too. Bro, that's why mm-hmm. I can't cut him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. A lot of question marks over here. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the most relevant player is going to be Brandon Ayuk. Um,. I would love to see Hurt on the field, see what you can do, but I I have no idea how this wide receiver core is going to turn out without Debo. Yeah, it's wide open spaces. I actually think uh, Jalen Hurd is going to slide into that Debo Samuel position pretty nicely considering Debo Samuel, like you said, he's used as a gadget player, gets those jet sweeps, the guy's taking handoffs. Jalen Hurd played running back at Tennessee, if you don't know, he started over Alvin Kamara at Tennessee as a running back, being 6'5". So he's transitioned into the wide receiver role because he sees the NFL business. Running backs are just incredibly disrespected. And you know what? Since he's made that change, all I hear about is how physical he is and how he's the most physical player in practice. He's the most physical wide receiver they've ever seen. He's going to be out there bullying these corners. And I think... Uh, Kyle Shanahan's going to figure out how to get him the ball, and he's going to be a big target there. So I'm I'm hoping big things for Jalen Hurd. Yeah, no doubt. What do you think about the wide receiver? Who's going to emerge as the Niners' wide receiver one while Debo's out? It's going to be Ayuk, in my opinion. But I also feel there's going to be Bourne and Hurd in there. But more of anything, I think with the Jordan Reed acquisition, I think they're going to do two tight end sets to put Reed out there also and get some receptions i like it all righty we got one more battle for you we're going to las vegas we're going to talk about these raiders they drafted a ton of wide receivers um they got a lot going on there with the quarterback position too a Mariota and Carr. but i think we're all, all thinking Carr is going to start until he messes up during the season and then the wide receiver position wide receiver one is up for grabs you got tyrell williams who's still there, was the wide receiver one last year. You got Brian Edwards, who it's not Braylon Edwards, it's Brian Edwards. 
rocking 89, Amari Cooper's old number. He had a breakout age of 17 in college. The guy is made different. He's he's going to be special. I think Brian Edwards is going to take it. Uh, when you say wide receiver one, do you mean the highest scoring wide receiver on the team? Yes, sir. Oh, that's Henry Ruggs. Hands down, no doubt. They're already talking about him in the slot. And, uh, I mean... They were going to line him up all over the field. They, He's the first receiver drafted in the draft this year. He's going to get work. He's going to make plays. And in the West Coast offense, I think he's going to get peppered with targets, a lot of underneath stuff, just like they are giving Darren Waller last year. And he's going to be taking things to the house. He's not built like Darren Waller to take underneath hits the way that he was. He's not going to take those linebacker hits the way you're thinking a normal slot receiver does. They're trying to get that mismatch downfield. They're, they're not going to let him underneath just taking hits all day. He's too slight for that. Oh, he will be taking underneath routes all day, and he'll be housing them. Like, the West Darren, Coast like Darren Waller? You, you really think he's going to play the Darren Waller role? That's what you no, have in I'm mind. I'm not saying he's playing tight end. I'm you, just he's, said, you just he's said just, that he's... Darren Waller is having a lot of like underneath like five, ten-yard routes. And Henry You Ruggs, think he's going to take that role? It's not, it's not a role. I'm saying he's going to get a lot of 5- to 10-yard passes. He's going to be getting a lot of short passes. People think he's just a deep threat. They're going to use him all over the field, and I think he's going to get a lot of underneath routes. Mm-hmm. And He's a yak monster, and he'll be taking shit to the house from all over the field. I don't know how we would bet on it, but I would definitely bet that less than 20% of his catches come from 5- to 10 yards downfield. Oh, you will see. That I mean, that you sounds crazy, see. but it could be a nice bet that you guys could do right there. That's a tough one to track. <laughs> uh, but anyways, what I wanted to talk about with Brian Edwards is uh, Derek Carr played with a big X wide receiver in Raiders in Oakland with Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, where he had a, an almost MVP season, and that's with guys on the outside. Now, also, he found success in college at Fresno State, playing with none other than. Devonte Adams, who he's already comparing to Brian Edwards. He's saying Brian Edwards reminds him a lot of Devonte Adams. I see it too. So for me, I'm going to go with what the quarterback is saying. And I like the, the uh, position that he'll be playing on the field. I mean, just rugs in the slot does not sound ideal. I think that's an easy way to get your Ferrari hurt. And also the other thing, the reason why Ruggs was drafted so high is because the Raiders have a thing for speed. They have a need for speed going back to Al Davis. And people have said, I've said this too, Al Davis made this pick from the heavens. And Mark Davis said he doesn't care about who the Raiders draft as long as they get that guy. That That's all he wanted on that team was Henry Ruggs because of Al Davis. And we saw them take... Darius Hayward Bay over Michael Crabtree. We, like, we've seen this. So to me, it's nice he's the number one draft pick out of the wide receivers, but, I mean, we've seen this story happen. They didn't have John Gruden as coach. Oh, so John Gruden's the difference. Yes. Now, I feel in this wide receiver core, the biggest the receiver that takes the biggest hit is Hunter Renfro. Only, I think he goes down the depth chart. I think it's going to be Ruggs, Edwards, and Tyrell. And even then, after that, I still think Aguilar and Zay Jones over Renfro. So I think uh, Hunter Renfro takes the biggest hit and gets dropped on the depth chart. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Renfro did get a lot of targets from the slot, 
last season. And if that's Ruggs, man, he's housing those targets. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. We shall have to see. Now we're going to get into these questions. Thank you all for sticking with us throughout the pod. We've got some questions for you. Let's start it off with... What do you think about that? I turned myself into a pickle! I'm Pickle Rick! Pickle Rick, question happy today. Sent us a few, so let's get started. Hey, how's it going? It's the Pickle. Um, My question is, will Sean ever, ever, ever stop talking about Antonio Brown? Hey, how's it going? All right. Ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. I mean, if you know, if you don't know, I got A.B. in the quest. I got A.B. in the tank. I'm just waiting for A.B. to get on the field. So will I stop talking about him? Never, ever, 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 ever. All right. I think that answers that. Let's go to the second one. And uh, also, the, the real question is, uh, do you think A.B. ever gets a chance to come back? I don't think he does. I think Sean's crazy, but yeah, thanks guys. Shark, go ahead and take this one. Uh, I honestly think that AB does get a good chance of coming back in the last half of the season. I mean, he's the best receiver in the league. If he keeps up with his antics, no, but if he just keeps his mouth shut and, you know, goes along with it, I think somebody might sign him to have last the season. Well, he, uh, the suspension doesn't start until he's on a team, so that's the thing. Um, I think he will get signed. Something's going to happen where it's going to be early, I think, where they realize they don't have enough firepower and they need to go out and get a game-breaker, difference-maker. Sometimes you got to wait on it. Good things take some time. So, you know, you're going to have to wait those eight weeks. But after that, if he's all kept under control, you're going to bring out a Lamborghini from the garage Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a big boost to whatever offense he's on. And the Seahawks have been watching him closely. Hey, you know what? Let I've Russ actually cook. I've actually seen a lot of Twitter uh Twitter pressure for the Packers to sign him, which would be just Ooh. oh, that's game breaker right there. Yeah, they need to. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they already messed up, disrespected Aaron Rodgers mm. and messed up the draft. Now you have the opportunity to sign one of the best talents ever at wide receiver and he's still a baller. That would be nice. I mean, I've been saying all offseason that I don't see why the Niners didn't go out and pick him up like he, the Niners would be so good with A.B. on the field. It just make complete sense, especially with their division. But we'll we'll wait and find out. Yeah. Next question. One more question. With a crowded backfield, do you think that Bryce Love has an actual shot of playing? Especially the Washington Redskins drafting Antonio Gibson so high. One- All right, I'm going to let Cheese take it. I kind of covered this too much. Let him know. I mean. Who do you love? (laughs) (laughs) You you already, I mean, okay, what's the question? Does he have a shot? Of course he has a shot. Of course he has a shot. What do you mean? Does this even question? AP's 35 years old and Bryce Love hasn't played in the NFL yet. Of course he has a shot. Antonio Gibson has 33 career carries. Bryce Love has plenty of carries. Yep. Like, come on. Yeah, it's uh, to me, I mean, I think it's all about uh, health. If Bryce Love is who he was in college, yes, he's definitely going to take over that backfield because he's the best running back there. Yep. But if he's not healthy and he's not who he was in college, 
it's wide open, and yep. it could be very well be Antonio Gibson or Adrian Peterson. And now we're going to get into this next question. We got none other than... Rhino, everybody knows you got one tail, four feet, twelve toes. Alrighty, here it goes. What's up, fellas? Rhino's in the house here. My question for the week is... Will Darius Geis ever play football again? Aside from the recent arrest for domestic violence, apparently he has also re-injured the knee while beating up his girlfriend. Well, I don't know if the last part is true, but apparently Cheese also heard that he re-injured his knee. And for me, it's tough to see him ever playing again. I mean, he showed stuff while he was on the field, great in college, but for the amount of histories and off-field problems that he's had, even going back to college, it's an uphill battle for Darius Geis. He's going to have to get acquitted of all charges against this girl, and even then, good luck. Yeah, I I feel Geis' career is over. Um, Too harsh of us, of the things that he did, strangled her, unconscious, everything, like, it was just too much, and he never stayed healthy on the field, so I don't think any other team wants to take a chance on that anymore. The juice has gone bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> speaking of Darius Geis, um, yeah, I agree with you. He's not playing unless he gets acquitted of all charges. He'll, he won't play again unless that happens. But uh, Shark has a bet on Darius Geis. Oh, Tell us about yes. the bet. With the guru, he said Geis would have... A better season fantasy wise against Mostert. I think that was a layup bet. And now it's even better. I, I gave him the twelve game minimum oh, option okay. and he didn't want it. So now I just need one yard for Mostert and game over. Oh man. <laughs> Guru, thank you for that easy money. Hundred bucks. Thank you. Alrighty. Goo goo. Just bad luck with Tell the Tell what you're gonna do with that money. <laughs> Make it rain. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want to (laughs) come. All righty. And then we have one more question. This one from the ghost host who didn't want to send in the voicemail. He wanted me to read it out for him. So here it is. Let's say you're drafting and you're about to make a pick. You're close on two players. Player A has already had COVID. Player B has not. Would you be any more likely to draft player A over player B? Do you think that they have some type of immunity towards the virus? Or would that not be a factor in making the pick? Thanks, fellas. Ghost host. (laughs) I I honestly don't think it factors. I would still go with the A player. I mean, it seems like... Who was it um, from Detroit that Matthew Stafford and uh, Kenny Galladay, they already off the, the list of having the COVID. So, I mean, it seems like these players are gaining and getting, getting rid of it so fast. And I think once they had it already, I don't think it's, it's going to come back. And I would still draft normally besides doing that A and B. Well, the COVID list just means they they could have been in contact with someone that had it or close to someone. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily means they had it, but... I, I don't think it matters. I would just take the better player. I don't I'm not worrying about the COVID. If they get it, they get it. They're out. They're out. Yep, I'm with them. It's not going to factor in for me. I don't think there's enough time to show any uh immunity type of 
research. I don't know. You won't be able to find any studies that tell you if this player is immune, that means that they're better off throughout the season. We won't know that until next year. And we got one more question that came in from Mr. NyQuil. I love NyQuil, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's the best shit ever invented, isn't it? Huh? I love the name. I love NyQuil. Talk so to him. So from NyQuil, he didn't want to do the voice. So he sent the question. What would be the proper way to handle a startup dynasty league with so many uncertainties from players to the league itself? Should it be free, half off, or full amount with cons- contingencies? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Run that back? So he said, what would be the proper way to handle a startup dynasty league with so many uncertainties from players to, to the league itself? Should it be free, half off, or full amount with contingencies? If you already drafted... Well, if you already drafted, it's your fault you drafted that early. I don't think anything should change. It's dynasty. You keep those players forever. So this season might be all crazy, mm-hmm. but next season probably won't. So you just rock with it. Yeah, I agree. It's like, I don't, this is a dumb question, Joel, but <laughs> it's, yeah, you should just, it, it is what it is. If you drafted bad, that's your own fault. I mean, you should have done your homework and yeah. Yeah, if you're in a 16 team league and you mm-hmm. only have one quarterback, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's. That's your fault. I got a question for you guys, though. Oh, go ahead, Ty. Do you want to take this question? Well, I'm sure you'd like to hear an answer from me, especially because I'm not in that league. But um, for me, you know, I just set a contingency in my league. You know, it is a redraft league, maybe a little bit different. But for me, everyone pays in full. And if we don't get through week 16, the NFL league has been canceled, then everyone gets their money back. But if it's just postponed or prolonged, we're going to ride it out with the NFL, mm-hmm. and all money will still be in place. So no discounts because of COVID, but there are contingencies in place. Yeah, yeah I agree with that wholeheartedly. If the league, if NFL is canceled, yeah, how can you still have your league? But I got a question for you guys. Have you guys heard of what's happening with college football right now? How are you guys feeling about college football? And, and in, we're playing in Dynasty, uh, and your first, second round, third round picks next season – with a lot of these guys not even playing, uh, I'm honestly, I in a way, to me, it's I'm still gonna draft with the top running backs that could have been drafted this year, so I think less wear and tear for them running backs, and it's not too bad, but it's gonna be tough decisions out there. Yeah, for me, um, I watched college football all last year. I know the guys that didn't go, the guys that stayed, and the guys that will be eligible next year. And for me, I'm in my head, they're ranked the same, even if there's no season. Until I see different, I'm going to go based off what I saw last season. And, uh, yeah, I I think I'll be at a nice advantage if that happens, honestly. Because <laughs> I, I do watch college football. Yeah, I've seen some of those running backs, and they're, they're, they're nice. Some of them could have been drafted. One running back, I'm not going to say name, but he would have been drafted one, oh, one overall, number one overall if he was out there this year, but. Yeah, I'll be getting them next year. <laughs> yep. And is that it, Cheese? You got anything else on that topic? Nope. Alrighty. Well, that wraps it up. Another episode of the Tank Talk. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time. We out. Peace.